watching me silence Even right after the violence We back playing by the high track In the ghetto Homie gone from a slow leash Still we never fuck with the police No justice, no peace In the ghetto so what you know about growing up is I did. I did my bid. My mama made a shot did. She a Cabrini girl. Daddy went to Vietnam. And I'm a product of them. I had to be the bomb. And now I'm messing with them trees like the Viet Cong. But this is my life. So how could I see it wrong? If you knew about me and where I came from and everything I've been through, well, it would make your brain numb. I used to hear shots every night. I used to think to myself that maybe heaven was a better life. I had cereal and water when I get home Checking on the lights and gas Making sure them shit's on Life was like boot camp Vouchers, food stamps Every time the 15th came I was in two hands This is the side most people Hey, you are tuned in to the Ladies View Podcast With Celine and Heather Heather, I am stoked for today's podcast Are yes. you? Yes, I am are... too Yes, I agree <laughs> Alright, but before we move forward Special shout out to Chicago's very own Juice For the sounds on today's podcast Make sure you listen to the full podcast to check the full track and make sure you stay plugged into the Ladies Podcast. Heather, our lineup is pretty fuego right now. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to be collaborating with Chicago Gate from B96. We got an upcoming interview with MC Juice and Dr. Pierre, just to name a few. So that's, that's exciting. They're Isn't all from it? Chicago. Yeah. They're all from Chicago. Okay. Yes, yes, they Thank are. You. So, you know, mm-hmm. we are really repping the shy here. We're doing it for this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we so are how the truth. <laughs> right? I know, I know, right? Hey, but we're right. doing good names here, and that's really good. So, how was your week, Heather? It was good. It was good. No good, complaints. Good. No of, complaints. Lots of work, okay. of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. You know, work keeps you busy. Uh-huh. So uh, I am also excited and looking forward to the Oscars, which will be airing on 224. So right. I'm excited to see what's happening in the red carpet. I'm excited about the Oscars and just the fact that the writers, directors, producers are being acknowledged for their hard work. That's Absolutely. huge. Absolutely. There's so much that goes into a production, and mm-hmm. people don't really realize that. I mean, down to, like, the, like, very intricate details. And I'm hoping that the red carpet does better than the Grammys because I wasn't happy yeah. with that. Yeah, I know. I sure hope so as well. So we do have um, – well, let me name just some of the Best Picture nominees, which is The Black mm-hmm. Panther, um, Green Book, A Star is Born, Roma, Bohemian Rhapsody. So it's it's pretty good. Let's see what comes yeah. out of it. I'm excited to watch it. And, um, again, we appreciate the hard work that goes into these films, the independent films, motion pictures. Of short films, you and I both have been on set before. We right. know what it entails right, yeah. just to right, even exactly. create something. And, you know, even mm-hmm. at a higher level to produce, to direct, to edit, and then to just see the entire piece of art come together and exactly. you're able to display it on the big screen. I love right. it. So with that being said, we are excited for today's guest. 
again, from Chicago, writer, mm-hmm. South director. Side. South side of Chicago, All right, thank whatever. you. Whatever. Okay, he's from Chicago. <laughs> We're not going to go there right now. It's too soon. <laughs> so writer, director, and producer from Canal Street, Ryan Lamar. So, Heather, why don't you go ahead, dial him in, and bring him on the line. Dialing in now. Welcome to the ghetto where haters shine. Eight or nine year old hustle is a state of mind. In the ghetto, it's about trying to get more. Copping name brand gear, but we piss poor. Celine, we have Ryan yeah. on the line. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Very well. Thank you. First of all, we are honored and humbled that you have taken the time to talk with us this morning. Thank you for joining the Ladies View podcast. We are excited to have you on. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm I'm always <laughs> humbled to be able to talk to people. <laughs> love so. it. Love it. So, Ryan, where are you now? Are you in New York? I'm in New York right now. I'm in oh, New York. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we saw that uh, Instagram picture of you over at the BC Studios. Is that what it was? I hope you can share a little something about that later. Oh, I'm doing some. <laughs> I'm doing some awesome things over um, oh, at BET. Uh, nice. Met over there with with uh, with the team. There's also mm-hmm. our partners um, on Canal Street um, on the TV side. So nice. yeah, I'm just I'm, oh, I'm walking that's in exciting. favor. Yeah, just walking <laughs> in favor and loving loving every mm-hmm. minute that God is just blessing me with. So. Oh, I love that. And thank you, thank you for saying that, Ryan, because there's so many people who don't realize what God has done for them. So I'm mm-hmm. so happy that you said that you give that honor to God, that yep. that's why you're here, where you are today. So that's oh, this, this, thing, this, thing, this has nothing to do with me. I, I, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm wake up in the morning, and I'm like, really? All right. You know? <laughs> What's next? Right? I love that. <laughs> Well, it was, you know, it was interesting. I was uh, talking with the pastor out here yesterday. We had some lunch over at this uh, spot called Junior's that I've never been to before. <laughs> and um, I was like, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I used to uh, go to these summer vacations to East St. Louis um, with my dad and my mom. And we'd get in the car, and, you know, it's like a five-and-a-half-hour ride from, from uh, Chicago to East St. Louis. And so, you know, I'll be there yet, turns until you knock out. And then you wake up, and you blink, and you're there, and you you walk out, and you're in this whole other world. And I feel like that's the same type of analogy. Like God, when God has the his hand on the wheel and he's driving, you blink and you're there, and you're like, wait, what? How did I get here? Wow! Wow! <laughs> you know? Wow! And why am oh, I here? my heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing that, Ryan. So let's dive right in. Tell us a little bit about you. Who is Ryan Lamar? Give us some of your background and share that with us, if you will. Uh, well, quick. Well, you know, just just right off the back. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to sound cheesy, but you know, I'm a I'm a sinner that was saved by grace. I mm-hmm. moved to LA in '05, and. Uh, <laughs> Bumped my head very hard, continuously. Um, learned a lot through the business um, by just trial and error. Um, I had a lot of uh, great men and women look over me and 
uh, ushered me in my career, like the late Bernie Mac, Wayne Brady, uh, Jamie Jones from All for One, just, just some really great people in my life in the beginning of my career, Malcolm Jamal Warner, that I really got to learn from what they were doing. And they took me by the side and would teach me things. And, you know, I've always wanted to tell stories. And I learned at a very young time in my career, and able to, if, you're, if you're blessed to be able to tell stories at a high capacity, you have to learn how to not only produce and direct and write, but also be able to articulate your vision both on a creative and a business, in a business sense. And so, you know, I'm just a, a, a storyteller um, that was uh, blessed enough to um, learn that in order to tell your stories in Hollywood, to be a, a man of color in Hollywood, uh, to be a black man, you have to um, own it. And by owning it, uh, you have to be able to walk in not only your faith, but understand that nothing is promised in this business. Um, and there's people out there that are going to uh, work against you instead of work with you. Um, so I'm just a, you know, a, a, a person of faith that really pushes the boundaries and, you know, is definitely – working with a great team that's here to stay. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love, Love that. You, you are so humble and modest, too. Now, mm-hmm. Ryan, what made you decide to get into film? You know, that's a hard industry to break into. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's funny. I fell into film. You know, I, I know a lot of filmmakers, you know, like, you know, you hear like Steven Spielberg or people like that. It's like they came out the womb with a, with a camera in their hand. I was a basketball player, an athlete that stopped growing. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I had an injury my junior year of, of uh, going into my senior year of high school. And so it really kind of set me on the bench. And I just kind of fell into to, to, to film, to be honest with you. Um, I did a music video in high school that, like, won all these awards. I had a, a great teacher by the name of Mr. Wonderlick who put a camera in my hand and said, you should, you know, you like music, why don't you shoot some music videos? And once I, when I won that award, I caught the bug, you know, and then just by, you know, happenstance, I, I signed, like, you know, filled out one college application to Columbia College, uh, Chicago, got in, mm-hmm. and just, can, just kept falling in love and falling, like, head over heels into film. And it always, it just kind of came, it just kind of came second nature. I won't say easy because nothing is easy that's worth anything. But, you know, I just kind of, it just became second nature to um, to be able to talk to people because filmmaking is, and directing in general is you have to know how to communicate with people, you know. And it's not about telling people what to do. It's about coming up with options and listening to their opinions and collaborate, um, and, and, and working on something and collaborating together to create. And that's mm-hmm. what film is, and then business is business. Right, right. Now, Ryan, um, you're from Chicago. I Correct. was, so uh, to all my Chicagoans that are listening, I was born in Bloomington okay. and moved. In the middle of uh, nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. nowhere. That's what that is. Okay. Yes. My, my parents went to ISU and, okay. you know, um, I, I happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and then, and then um, we moved to uh, Chicago and, um, you know, my parents didn't work, but they're still in my lives and they're still amazing people. Um, and so my dad stayed on the south side, and my mom moved to the northwest suburbs, um, the Des Plaines Park Ridge area. So 
Um, nice. I kind of grew up in both of them areas. And I see a 630 area code, so I'm thinking somebody mm-hmm. knows what I'm talking about. That's <laughs> right. Actually, Celine and I are, are both from Chicago. So okay. I'm going to throw this in Celine's face one more of time. Course. Ryan says South Side. Ryan, <laughs> I'm did. from the South Side. We talk to so many people on our show that for some reason just happen to be from the South Side of Chicago. Right. Mm-hmm. So, All mean, right, you're, you're winning, Heather. Sort of... You are. <laughs> well, uh, well, it's the greatness that comes from the South Side, right? <laughs> and the best barbecue, too. I'm just putting I'm it out there. I'm telling you. I'm telling <laughs> you. Although right. they got rid of Leon's, but you know. They did. They did. Shout out to Leon's and the Richards. And that and donut. Right. <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, so the yeah, bigger I just picture. To say He's that. from Chicago, okay? Whatever. So we're going to rough that, all right, Heather? Your turn. Okay. We're going to rough that. So um, just really quickly, Ryan, can you tell us, I know you, you've been out in Hollywood. You're out in New York now, and you've obviously worked in Chicago. Can you tell us how the movie scene, the industry, differs here in Chicago from that of L.A. and New York? You know, it's it's so uh, it's so interesting because, you know, when I when I when I moved to LA, you know, in '05, and then I was out there until we shot Canal Street, and so and I've actually moved back to Chicago after you know, and around that 2016, 2017 time frame, and just seeing I had to, first of all I had to leave Chicago because there was no industry because we didn't have a tax incentive back in like you know '05. Uh, Harold Ramis, you know, God rest his soul, he was trying to do what Alex and them at Cinespace have, have been able to to actually do now, which was to create a studio and a hub for filmmakers and television, you know, artists in, you know, in the Chicagoland area so they didn't have to move to L.A. So mm-hmm. the business in L.A. is, you know, is it's Hollywood. <laughs> you know, is it, you know uh, it's Hollywood. You, you know, I get off the plane in L.A. and I know I'm, okay, I know I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I know what's yeah. up. Um, Chicago is a little bit different. It's by the bootstraps. It still has that, that you know, that that blue collar feel mixed with you know Hollywood. Um, you know, although a lot a lot is coming, starting to become a lot more transplants now in the opposite way in Chicago, where I mean, you know, more than you know half the shows that are being shot in Chicago um, employ people that are outside of Chicago. You know, um, which I'm trying to switch. <laughs> you know, little by little, um, mm-hmm. and then New York um, is is a cross between LA and Chicago when it comes to the business and the filmmakers and mm-hmm. people that work. You know, on the shows. You know, because you also you're mixing in with with Broadway. You know what I mean? Oh, like wow. this is mm-hmm. so it's a whole different gamut of things, and it's New York. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, but you know a lot of the a lot of the, the same um, studios that are in LA are also in New York. You know, um, yeah. and so it's. If you, I would say, like, you know, there's a lot of different, but if you can make it in New York, Chicago, and L.A., oh, man, God's God's got his hand on you. Absolutely. (laughs) So, so Ryan, um, you know, a lot of people, we're reading your your biography, which is great. I mean, your, your background is fantastic. You are really, really diverse. When people hear of Ryan Lamar, obviously, they don't know all of what we know at this point. Um, but what they do know recently, as of recent, is Canal Street, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. which fantastic, fantastic piece of work. 
tell us about that. Where, where did that come from, that vision, um, and tell us about where it is today. So Canal Street was the script that was, um, was birthed um, in 2005, believe it or not. Me and my writing partner, John Nitter, um, moved to L.A. with um, our producing partners, uh, Chris Jennings, um, Adam Key, and some other people. And it's that same, that story you hear, you know, we're going to go to Hollywood and get our script made. Well, Canal Street was, we're going to go to Hollywood and get our script made, um, and then we're going to come back to Chicago and shoot it. Now, we were like, we're going to get this done in three years, and, you know, it took over ten years to get Canal Street made. Um, a lot of people say, you know, talk about man, how relevant it is. We were writing this for what was going on in Chicago in 2005. So wow. it's sad. And unfortunate, and, and I always say this when people ask me this question, but it's sad and unfortunate that Canal Street was even made because it shouldn't have been relevant. It should have been like, oh, yeah, yeah that was going on back in 05. That doesn't, that doesn't happen anymore. But unfortunately, you know, it does. And so it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was hard to make it, but then when we got to a place where the doors opened, it was like, you know, wildfire. We were able to just get it done and – my writing team, we're so diverse in general. Um, you know, um, I'm African-American. Um, John uh, Nitter is Polish-American. And then our third writer, Adam Key, um, is African-American and of Jewish descent. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, so it was – so people say it's so diverse, but it's like because we're diverse. We sit in the writer's room, and, you know, there's a, a great scene with Kevin Quinn and Bryce Gray uh, where they're, they're in the car and they're driving and their characters, Coley and, um, and Brian Suttermill, are talking about um, just classes, not just even race, because this, we, we spend so much time talking about racism that we don't even talk about classism. We don't talk about, you know, mm-hmm. because there, there's a lot, you know, and then also, um, you know, uh, segregation within our in their own communities, within the black black segregation with blacks when it comes to class, you know, and I live in Hyde Park. You know, you live on the west side. Well, those are two different types of classes, even within that. If you're from Chicago, you understand exactly what that means. Uh-huh. You yep. know? And it's rooted back to, you know, and it roots back to, to the riots where they, you know, where they built back up the south side and the west side really was never really built back up, you know, after the fires happened, you know. And, you know, and then you start looking at, you know, um, you know, there's a great scene um, between uh, Makai, Makai Pfeiffer's character and Michael Beach's character where, you know, if you're, again, if you're from Chicago and you know about Harold Washington and everything that that name even stands for, mm. you know, um, and, you know, and they're talking about, you know, because Makai's character is a mayor. He's running for mayor. Right. You know, um, and they're talking about, well, you know, you, you know, about how the city used to be ran and how it's ran today and, you know, the, the, the rise of projects in Chicago. Uh, and then the ripping down of the, you know, the Taylor homes and, and then putting, you know, uh, minorities in the outskirts, you know, in suburbs now, like Country Club Hills and things back in the day. Country Club Hills was like, that was like where all the people went to get away. Absolutely. <laughs> now, now they're you know, leaving. <laughs> Right. Club Hill right. because everybody went out there. Yeah, well, you know, they put Section 8 out there. You know, that's right. a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. Mm. How much time you got, you know. Right. But, but, that's, but that's what Canal Street's about. You know, it's not just about black and white. You know, it's about America. Um, you know, we have so many uh, um, social media influencers that are part of the project. 
And, you know, people say, well, how'd you get them all? Just ask these people to be a part of something special. Um, and it just, it just, we just ended up getting, you know, people from like Charlemagne and Angela, you know, for the Breakfast Club to yeah. Ricky Smiley, mm-hmm. you know, and Brad and Headcrack, you know. I mean, just people just came on board to, you know, Kendra G from GCI, Man Cow. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they were all supporting you, which I love. It's like they all rallied together because they wanted to see this be so successful. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And if you've got if you've got roots in Chicago, then when you when you heard that this movie was coming out, you were like, okay, I have to be a part of it in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So we definitely appreciate it. Now, Ryan, you you mentioned that it was ten years in the making. How did you feel over the course of those ten years as you were writing this? Well, I, were you I like, put, is this going to end, or what's, what's happening? I mean, because ten years is a long time. Well. Well, I'll put this out there because I know some of my my crew will be listening to this. It it, it actually took 13 years um, because, you know, my writer partner would be like, actually it was 13. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Stop lying. All right, John, 13. Um, You know, it's it's like anything, you know. um, You you. so people ask me like, okay, so if you have not got that call, people always say you're like one call, phone call away, right? So mm-hmm. then you should never have an excuse that when that phone actually rings, whatever you've been working on, a script, a song, a business plan, whatever it is, that thing should tap dance and sell itself. So we have been working on this script for that long. So by the time we got it into the hands, you know, of people like Makai, um, Yancey, Arias, you know, like these these actors, they were like, yo, this is good. Who, this is great. Who's the director? <laughs> you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it sold them. You know, by the time it, like, I, like literally by the time Makai read it, he only had a couple notes. And it's just because it, we weren't writing it for for Mackay in 05, we were just writing it for you know for an actor. It's, it's funny as uh, mm-hmm. Chris Spencer's character, um, Elijah uh, Franklin, was actually written for Bernie Mac. He's actually the very mm. first person we talked to about this script. You know, wow, two totally wow. different actors too. Yeah. Chris yeah. Spencer right. and Bernie Mac are on two opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to acting. So that's right. so funny. Okay. And, uh, Ryan, your films are faith-driven. So how difficult was it to cast someone from people from Hollywood? I'm looking at the, the cast list. And like you said, Makai Pfeiffer. You, oh, you even have Lyric Ross on here, which is amazing, amazing young girl and actress. We <laughs> love her. And we did have an opportunity to speak with her before you have – Jamie Hector, Kevin Quinn, like, how has this movie been received in Hollywood, given that it is uh, faith-driven? Well, you know, um, just like myself, you know, and I don't say, how you doing? I'm a Christian. My name is Ryan Lamar. <laughs> right, right, you know, right. I say, how you doing? Speech, My name right? is Ryan. <laughs> right, you know, I say, hi, my name is Ryan. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, it's the same thing. Here you go. Here's a script. Read it. Do you like it? If you like it, let's do it. You know, and then, uh, you know, at, you know, it wasn't like a trick or anything like that, you know. Um, we say faith-driven um, and not faith-based because we want to make, create something that's – we wanted to create something that's rooted in faith that when you're done watching it, it drives you to do something. That's why it's faith-driven, yeah. something that mm-hmm. can drive your faith in, or that can, you know, passionate. But at the end of the day, everything I see is rooted in faith, yeah. you know, uh, 
And it's not, it's never about, oh, these actors are in, you know, faith-based movies. It's like, is the script good? You know, mm-hmm. is it cheesy? Is it not? They want to just be a part of products that are good. Oh, and by the way, I'm a Christian. All right. Mm-hmm. But there's also, mm-hmm. but there's, there's also um, um, uh, a character that practices the Jewish faith. Uh, there's an mm-hmm. actress that practices the Muslim faith. You know, mm-hmm. there's atheists in the movie. You know, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about that's literally written in the film. Right. Um, right. Because we wanted to represent everybody, you know. Um, that's why we say faith. We don't say, you know, this is a Christian film. Again, I am a Christian. And, I do, you know, yeah. and so when I'm writing, but my writing, my John is, is Catholic and Adam is Jewish. So. Mm. Right. I love that <laughs> thing. And that's, that's what it's about, though. It's about being inclusive. Mm-hmm. As opposed mm-hmm. to you know um, you know being segregated, so I love that. Now, Ryan, you also have a background in music, so you're not only like this creative filmmaker, writer, producer, director. Mm-hmm. You dibble and dabble into some music too. Is that what I'm saying? Well, music is is my passion. It's always okay. always been, always has been, and it probably always will be. Um, and then film and TV is, is more of my life. So I was actually, you know, music I fell in love with at, you know, seven years old. Um, and, and I continue to do it. What what kind of drew me away from music for a while was the business. Um, I got to L.A. and started to meet people that I, you know, had always listened to, you know, mm-hmm. and looked up to and, you know, went to the concerts and stuff. And then when you meet them and you see what the music business did to them and you mm-hmm. see the deals that they signed when you were – watching them and putting their posters up from, like, you know, the source and <laughs> things like that. But they were actually had signed themselves into, you know, horrible contracts and deals. And then you yeah. get to know the business and you're like, this is, a, this is not a good business to be a part of. And then you see why, you know, artists are going to title and, you know, and, 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 and this becomes something that, like, I was like, I never want to – I don't want music to ever become, like, a job or something that I don't want to be a part of. And so I really removed myself for a while uh, from the music business um, and just kind of let it be something my escape and part more part of escapism than anything. Uh, but then when I started to get a little bit more control of my, my film projects, I realized that every film that I do is like getting a new record deal. And I couldn't create music and be a part of the soundtrack and, and kind of get my, my fix, if you may, for you know on the music side and so you know i do a little bit more than dibble and dabble you know i i produce with um uh two amazing uh three amazing producers um jabari rayford that goes by jack red that works at a soundscape studios in chicago um michael lane uh who came up in the p-funk era uh, you know and then my g out of north carolina um we um produced three different songs um, that are on the soundtrack. One of them is featured in a movie. And, you know, um, I love music. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. love music, you know. Do you um, sleep, Brian? Do, you do sleep I sleep? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yes, I do sleep okay. on the plane. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious when I'm asking. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm, like, I, mm-hmm. I'm so serious because, again, we are reading your your biography, and we've done research on you, and we're, like, floored, and we're talking to you, and it's like you've got all these things working at the same time. How do you get rest? But sleep, you just said on the right? plane. On the plane, and um, I, I, I know my limit. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't used to know it. 
um, you know, I, I didn't know my limit for for a long time, but then when you're homeless, and you know, when you realize, when you, when you when you're homeless and you've lost everything and you're below rock bottom, and mm-hmm. you know, you've made that prayer of you know, remove everything out of my life that's that's not needed, that's not that you don't see fit, and then the Lord's like, uh, all right, I'm gonna take everything. Boom. <laughs> yeah. You realize. Um, how to uh, compartmentalize and to not overdo it. Because I always say, like, people that make mistakes or people that are burn bridges or things like that, which I have done, you know, um, their intentions are never, like, malicious. Their heart is most of the time in the right place, but their actions are what gets them in trouble. And the some of the most, you know, biggest things that happen when people are trying to put, get to find themselves in situations are um, because they overpromised and underdelivered. Um, and I used to have a, I used to have a major problem with like overpromising and under underdelivering because I never had gotten work and things like that. And you just, you know, I always tell people don't, um, don't, don't do, try to do everything. Because if you try mm-hmm. to do everything and you're not skilled yet. You're going to find yourself in some compromising um, situations that are going to, you know, uh, mess with your craft. And so, uh, as me, so you asked, do I sleep? I, I sleep like a baby when I do sleep now. You know, I don't have to look over my shoulder. I don't have to do my stress or anything like that. And I feel like that, you know, I, I might need to get a couple more hours. But you know, for one of the first times in my life, like when I sleep, I sleep. I dream. You know, which is. Yeah. You know, you have to ask people, the people that are listening right now, when's the last time you were able to dream and actually relax when you close your eyes? Are you counting the hours uh, when you have to wake up and when you have to go to work? And then are you counting the hours while you're at work? And then when you're at work, are you counting the hours to the weekend? And then when you're at the weekend, are mm. you counting the hours you go back to work? Is that your life? If that's your life and that's, and that's the way you want to live and spend this short life that we have, then you're not getting any sleep. <laughs> Yeah, that's so powerful. Mm. So I'm getting my sleep. Yeah, we're glad to hear that. (laughs) You're getting your sleep. I love that. Now, um, Ryan, 2019 just is just getting started. Still, I mean, we're going into March in a few days, but it's still new to us. Okay, you have just released Canal Street, which has Mm. already been proven to be very successful. What more do you have to see for you in 2019? You know, if if we were playing a basketball game, Canal Street is the first quarter, and we're only ten minutes into the game. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. We have. I'm not even. That's not even halftime yet. So we have a lot of amazing um, projects um, that we're working on as we speak. Um, some of them we can't talk about, but um, one of them that I'm very, very interested in getting started on. We have. Um, the rights to the Sean Bell um, story. And uh, for y'all that don't know who Sean Bell is, Sean Bell was wow. a, um, a African-American male that was gunned down the day before his wedding uh, mm-hmm. back in 06 um, yeah. in Jamaica, in Queens. New York. In yep, New York. New York. Yep. Uh, it's one of the reasons wow. why I'm here. And so it's, you know, wow. so, um, you know, but getting past, uh, you know, oh, here we go, here's another story about a black kid getting killed, you know, by the cops. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't want to tell those stories. You know, I want right. to tell, right. I want to look past that. How do we teach in these situations? Um, how do we see both sides? Never give an excuse to, to, um, 
um, anybody who has made a horrible mistake or a, or a horrible action. You know, uh, let's not get it twisted. However, if we're going to tell those stories, then we have to do our homework. Um, and I feel like it's very important, um, you know, uh, to make sure that you do your homework, you do your research, and you tell the proper story. Um, and the Bell family, uh, you know, uh, we came to them uh, about a year ago. And, you know, um, I don't want to give too much away, but they just like the story that we wanted to tell. And so yeah. um, we are developing, we've been in development on that, and we're going to be putting that out um, as a TV series uh, pretty soon. Uh, so Amazing. working on that. Uh, but then we have, you know, but then we have um, some lighter, um, you know, um, dramedies. I'm doing a project right now called North of the Ten with uh, Don Benjamin, uh, Daystorm Power, Chris Fatowski, um, who was just in What Men Want with Taraji P, uh, LaRoyce Hawkins, who's a regular on Chicago PD. Uh, so we have this project called North of the Ten that, you know, that we're working on. Um, we have a nostalgic, uh, you know, project called Uprise that's coming out. So we, we're doing some, some great projects, working on a project with the Wade family, Antoine and uh, Dwayne mm-hmm. Wade, you know, unscripted show called Behind the Shoe. So just, just, some, just doing some projects. Like I said, we're only in the first quarter of, wow. you know, of our career at Red Gorilla. So I'm 35, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act like I'm 25, and I'm going to push <laughs> <laughs> until I reach my limit and then go on vacation. So, oh, my goodness. That. You are doing some exciting things. We're so happy for you. That is super exciting. Are you bringing jobs to Chicago. Will you do that again? Are you going to keep working here in Chicago or are you just going to move on to LA, New York? What are the oh, no, plans no, no, there? No. I, so I, I live in, I moved back to Chicago to do work in Chicago. <laughs> so mm, I love um, it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of the crew, um, of the crew on Canal Street, even, um, there was only 20 people, including cast and crew that were from outside of Illinois. So 90% of our cast and crew were in, you know, in Chicago, uh, or Chicago wins or um, indie people from Indiana, you know, in that, in that area. So our goal is to write projects um, and create projects uh, and, you know, perfectly be able to do things from development all the way to post-production all in, in Chicago. Wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to, though. You have to give love to the city that you grew up in. And um, Celine, if you didn't notice, when he was spewing off the names of the people that he's working with currently, he did say LaRoyce Hawkins yes, and yes, Wade, who both mm-hmm. happen to be from the south side of Chicago. Yep. I just want to put that out yep. there. So yep. we appreciate that, Ryan. <laughs> we thank you so much. Now, tell our listeners where we can find you. Well, you, first of all, you can find Canal Street at canalstreetmovie.com and uh, Canal Street Movie on Instagram and Facebook, and then that's Canal ST Movie on Twitter. And you can reach me at Ryan Lamar, that's R-H-Y-A-N-L-A-M-A-R-R um, on Instagram and you know, across the board, as Sway says. <laughs> Fantastic. Absolutely. Well, we, and thank mm-hmm. you for your time. Oh, Celine, you have something else to say? Yeah. And you can read more about Ryan Lamar on our website, theladiesview.com. Just wanted to throw that out there. Absolutely. Hey, can Absolutely. I, and may yeah. I say one thing? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just want to send a, a special shout out to our attorney that we lost and friend, Randy Crumpton, 
was an amazing man oh, uh, for the yeah. city of Chicago in so many ways, a, a great yeah. entertainment attorney and a political attorney um, and a really great friend of mine we lost a couple of weeks ago uh, and a Canal Street's attorney, you know. Um, and so uh, it's just important to make sure that we recognize people that did amazing things for the city of Chicago. And Randy was an amazing man that is being missed as I say this. Totally. I was just going to say that Randy will definitely be missed. Um, he was Chicago through and through. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, he was. So uh, prayers to his, his family and his, his close friends and his, his partners. So thank yes. you. Thank you for mentioning that, Ryan. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you all. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. We're so very excited to have you. Selene and I were actually just recording before we were talking to you. We were recording another podcast, and we were just trying to hurry up and get through it because we kept saying during the podcast how excited we were to be able to talk to you. So we thank you for spending a few, <laughs> yeah. a few of your precious moments with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you so much, and we will continue to follow your work, and many blessings to you, Ryan. Thank you so much for your time again. We really appreciate it. And have a good one, all. Thank you. Oh, homie gone from a slow lead. Still we never fuck with the police No justice, no peace In the ghetto So what you know about growing up is I did I did my bid, my mama made a shot here She a Cabrini girl, daddy went to Vietnam And I'm a product of them, I had to be the bomb And now I'm messing with them trees like the Viet Cong But this is my life, so how could I see it wrong? If you knew about me and where I came from And everything I've been through, well it would make your brain numb I used to hear shots every night I used to think to myself that maybe heaven was a better life I had cereal and water when I get home Checking on the lights and gas, making sure them shit's on Life was like boot camp Vouchers, food stamps, every time the 15th came, I was into them. This is a side most people never see, but trust me, this existence was me. I come from the ghetto. No switching me silence, even right after the violence. We back playing by the high track in the ghetto. Homie gone from a slow lead, still we never fuck with the police. No justice, no peace. The Welcome to the ghetto where haters shine Eight or nine year olds hustle, it's a state of mind In the ghetto it's about trying to get more Copping name brand gear but we piss poor It's the smell of chitlins coming from the fifth floor Well we sell it hard but we cop the shit raw Plus we get more Red bones so thick they give you goosebumps Shawty wanna hit a few blunts knowing she two months Gotta walk up the stairs, ain't no niggervator New flat screen, nothing in the refrigerator The 45 in the lining of the waist Drinking quarter juices, buying ramen by the case It's a picnic, and me, I'm just trying to get a taste Aunt Bessie say that boy is a hot, she gotta chase Every Sunday is cornbread and collard greens Follow me and now you done seen what I done seen Welcome to the ghetto No switching me silence Even right after the violence We back playing by the high track In the ghetto Homie gone from a slow lead Still we 
ain't never fuck with the police. No justice, no peace. In the ghetto. We move extra weight, survive off section eight. Make that girl your baby mama if the sex is straight. They hit shorty in the head playing jump rope. Guilt make niggas pass out turkeys when they pump dope. Now everybody say they want hope. But see the hope that all get lost with all the liquor and the blunt smoke. We stand outside for four seasons, yeah. We overspend and celebrate for no reason. Some say we foolish, we dumb, and we extravagant. But hey, we broke. That's just our way of having it. Now, I don't know what shorty say she want to baller for. Cause just yesterday, she was at the dollar store. Girls walk around with a frail kid. But best believe they got their hair and their nails did. Uh, making someone else's shorty a dependent. Any damn scheme you can invent. We do it in the ghetto. No switching me silence. Even right after the violence. We back playing by the high track. In the ghetto. Slowly, still we never fuck with the police. No justice, no peace in the ghetto.